Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, you're probably wondering at home, maybe you aren't, maybe you are, why the media, the left, I mean, they just said the same thing twice, the libs, why they're so desperate to shut down this Trump rally. I mean, think about it. What's the big deal, right? It's just a rally in Tulsa. He's going to win Oklahoma, President Trump. Why are they so desperate to stop this rally this weekend? Nobody's given you that analysis. I'm going to give that to you today. I got that. I want to get to a Spygate update, which is interesting. People are starting to catch on to a big story here. Um, also, the DACA ruling yesterday uh, on the DACA Obama illegal DACA program and why this is devastating and why this could potentially leave an opening for President Trump to change the country for a long time. I thought he lost yesterday to Supreme Court. Maybe not. That's only first level. There's second level analysis too. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online data today. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Don't wait. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Joe Armacost, how are you today, sir? Daniel Bongino, it's Friday. Yeah. As Joe has been doing yeah. forever, even through the hard times even with his worst game show voice ever. We love it, though. It's part of my <laughs> uh, part of our shtick. So, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, we got a loaded show today, folks. Yeah, and uh, This Trump rally stuff is really... They're, I mean, they have pulled, I'm going to go through some headlines. They are pulling out all the stops to stop this thing. All right, let's get to it. Today's show right, brought to you by friends at Legacy Box. Legacy Box is a super simple mail-in service to have all your videotapes, camcorder tapes, film reels, and pictures digitally preserved on a thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud. We just did this. We just got ours back. It's terrific. Father's Day is approaching fast. What are you getting your father? What about the gift of memories? Do you or your parents have boxes or bins of old home movies and photos? Is it ensuring your family's legacy digitally preserved? Isn't that important? You can pass it down. You created those memories. Keep them. Legacy Box helps bring new life to your old media by unlocking those trapped family memories and putting them in a modern digital format that's easy to use. We actually had a good time doing this, looking through old wedding, right, Paula? Old wedding photos, birthday parties, throwing them in the box. There you can see our picture right there. If you're watching us on YouTube, that's our Legacy Box. We just got back. It's easy. It's affordable. You can digitally preserve your past. So start to finish the process is super easy. Their team digitized, it every, digitized everything by hand. Enjoying Legacy Box, they're the world's largest digitizer of home movies and photos. They've helped over 750,000 families digitally preserve their past. It's the process is fun too. Go to all those old pictures. Rediscover your glory days. Digitize those photos. Uh, win the favorite kid award this Father's Day. Give dad a present he'll never forget. Get started preserving your family's legacy today. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Bongino. Get an incredible 50% off your first order. Buy today. Take advantage of this exclusive offer. Send it in when you're ready. Legacy Box is great for you or someone you love. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Bongino and save 50% while supplies last. It's really cool. All right, let's go. Ding, ding. Okay, so the media is just desperate and the libs to stop this Trump rally. I'm going to go through the reasons that I have some headlines where they're just now dialing up. They're using every weapon they have in their liberal media arsenal. What weapons are those, Joe? It's dangerous. Oh, yeah. I, let's use identity politics, too. Well, of course. It may be racist to have this. Uh -huh. Everything they have, the racist stuff, they're really doubling and tripling down on. Um, there are mobs descending on no. it. So you know what the heckler's veto is, folks? Yes. We haven't, Joe, we haven't spoken about no. heckler's veto in a long time. The heckler's veto... Look it up if you, because this is very important, especially if you're a conservative or libertarian, you understand this. The heckler's veto is a longtime tactic of the Alinsky left. What they do is 
I'll give you an example. Sometimes stories work better than explaining it using a dictionary definition. They'll show up at a rally of, say, conservatives, start screaming and yelling and assaulting people, causing a public safety situation. The left, that is, assaulting people, beating up the conservatives at, say, a Tea Party rally. Then the next time the Tea Party tries to hold a rally, they'll go to the police and the local political leadership and say, hey, hey, time out, no rally. This is a public safety threat. Yeah, yeah, you caused it. You're Antifa. And what do they say? It's a public safety threat. We can't do it. So the heckler, the libs and Antifa, get to veto free speech by causing a public safety scenario they then use as an excuse to not let people speak. Bingo. It's it's ta- tactically brilliant, sick, disgusting, gross. But that's what they're doing here. They're, I'm, I, I saw the article. It's a, uh, a Fox News piece. Mobs are descending on Tulsa for the Trump rally on Saturday. Forgive me if you don't know the bad. President Trump's holding his first rally in a long time in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Saturday night. I'll be on Jesse Waters' show right before it if you want to check it out at 8 p.m. Eastern time this Saturday. Forgive me if you, if you didn't know that. I should have put some context on it first. Now, the media, which has been nowhere on the protest but supportive, the George Floyd protests, some of the subsequent riots, some of the subsequent criminality that, that was an offshoot of that. The media has been nowhere, nowhere. They're like, this is great. I mean, nowhere, in other words, calling them out and saying, hey, listen, I get you're protesting. What happened to Mr. Floyd was inexcusable, but maybe not a good idea in the middle of the coronavirus. Where is the media on that? The answer is they were nowhere. So Newsbusters, the Media Research Center, does just terrific work. I can't hat tip them enough. Newsbusters put out a montage, a little over a minute. Now, I want you to listen to it. Now, this is almost, again, this is one of those, because we have two audiences. We have our video audience on YouTube, and then we have our audio audience on Terrestrial Radio and on our Apple Podcasts and elsewhere. For the audio listeners, I want you to listen to this minute clip of media figures like, you know, discredited Chris Cuomo, Joy Reid, and others. And I want you to pick out which clips are about the protests and which clips are about the Trump rally. On video, you'll get to see because there's a little headline above media addresses Trump rally, media addresses protests. But this is funny. It's almost better on audio because you'll figure it out in, in maybe five seconds in that when the media is talking about the George Floyd protests, the coronavirus, that don't worry, the vi- Joe. The virus knows what rally it's at. Oh, yeah. You know, it's cerebral like that. Uh It understands. The virus is only going to infect Trump rallies. The virus isn't going to infect anybody at a protest. Come on. It's a social justice warrior virus. It knows better. Listen to this cut. Again, try to pick out when they're talking about the George Floyd protest versus the upcoming Trump rally. Rally time. The worst thing you could do in the middle of this pandemic. Trump is defying CDC guidelines. Trump is pretending the coronavirus has disappeared. What did it feel like to be marching arm in arm there with the police chief? A celebration there, carnival-like atmosphere. There's a guy who has a sign that says free hugs. Music, people are hugging. People showing up to his 
his precious rallies might get sick. I mean, they're, they're acknowledging they might get sick and die. Is that a smart move to have a rally during a pandemic? This is going to be a breeding ground for coronavirus. We need to stop that. We need to ban political rallies. It's a beautiful moment where people can get together. Beautiful moment. Very touching and extraordinary. It's a beautiful, beautiful moment. I love you. A moment of respect and love. President Trump is still planning to hold a large campaign rallies with thousands of people packed, as he said, shoulder to shoulder. It's unclear exactly how he can even return to these large scale events given the pandemic. Tens of thousands showed up for a march in Floyd's honor. A massive crowd, and I mean massive. Tens of thousands of protesters. Thousands and thousands, up to 200,000 people. Public health experts are warning about the risks of gathering in crowds like the president's rally. Health officials said the president's rally will pose a risk. Social justice over social distancing, we understand that to some extent. This week, more than a thousand physicians and healthcare professionals signed a letter supporting the demonstrators. A political rally like checks every box of risk. Stop it. Just just stay home, people. Stay home. Stay in the streets. Uh, continue to protest. Continue to have your voices be heard. <laughs> the greatest thing. That end clip is the Joe and I know Michael Steele well. Yeah. He is. Well, he was that was Michael Steele and then a the CNN commentator I'm not familiar with afterwards. But fascinating. Michael Steele, who <laughs> is allegedly a Republican. Mm. I, I, Michael and I go back a long way. We disagree on President Trump. But again, I just that the people have lost it in the era of Trump. Schisms have developed. People have lost their minds. Michael Steele about the Trump. Stay home, people. Stay home. CNN. Uh, in the same, you know, in the in the clip, in that clip, in the uh, montage we just put together. Just a minute. Get out there. Rally in the streets. It's, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, these are, again, I can't say to you enough. It's not. Wouldn't you all agree listening out there, everyone in our audience? It's not that these are unserious people. We already know that. Nobody takes them seriously. I can tell. Just look at the polls. Do you believe the media? I think Republicans, it's like 87% of people say, no, they're all full of BS all the time. We already know that. So there's nothing revelatory on my show today about please don't believe the media. What's different about this show and what I've asked you to do over the past few weeks is, well, what are you going to do about it? And the answer is a very simple and obvious one. The solution here is obvious. Just ignore them. And by ignore them, I don't mean, you know, you hear what they say and you discard their advice because that's not real advice. You see that one medical guy they had on in the door in that clip? I don't know if you heard it in the middle. He's like, social justice over social distancing. Yeah, we understand that. The virus doesn't. The virus doesn't have a neural network. It's not the T-1000 from the Terminator. It doesn't understand anything. It's not even alive, the virus. Did you know that? It's, the virus isn't even alive. It's a what, lipid layer and, a, and, a, and an RNA sequence. It's not even alive. Didn't know that. It doesn't understand anything. But CNN thinks it does. Yeah, social justice over social distancing. We get that. Trump rally, don't you dare go to a Trump rally. Ignore them. Don't click on their stuff. Don't buy their stuff. Don't share their stuff. Just leave it. Just ignore them. Again, it's not that they're unserious people. We've known that for years. That's not new. I expose them on this show just again to incentivize you further to take action. Now, I'm going to get to the reasons why they're trying to stop the Trump rally because this is important in a moment. But I want to show you how they're bringing out all the tools in the media toolbox. So what are the tools first? The tools are disinformation, threats of violence, uh, threats that it's dangerous, uh, racial and identity politics, 
and uh, heckler's veto. These are all the tools in the media toolbox to dissuade you Republicans from doing things. You're creating a public danger. You're a racist. It could be dangerous if you show up, so it's a public safety threat. All of this. Mobs are descending. This is how they do. So let's go to the headlines again in case you think I'm making this up. They are so desperate to shut this down for reasons uh, we'll get to in a second. Here's a New York Times headline, too. Check this out. Let's go through them one at a time. So here's the slimes here. Tulsa officials plead for Trump to cancel rally as virus spikes in Oklahoma. Oh, my gosh. Plead with them. They're begging the New York... Meanwhile, I, don't, I just don't recall the New York Times stories about Mayor de Blasio pleading with protesters to social distance and stay away from each other. Threat of the, I, don't, I, I, I don't remember that headline. Is that, Paula, do you remember that one? Did I give you that one? No, Paula and Joe, did you see that one? Did you uh -huh. read? I know Joe's a, an avid reader of the New York Times. <laughs> 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 Joe, Joe uses the New York Times when he's changing his oil. That's uh, about other it. Other right? things. Put on too. the ground a little bit. On oil, <laughs> among, among other things. Yeah. Toilet paper's at a premium. The New York Times may come in very Rapid handy fish. for that. So I just don't recall. <laughs> I just a Friday show, right? I just don't recall uh, reading any of those stories about public health officials uh, in the New York Times begging people to stay home. So uh, we must have missed that, I'm sure, because they're a serious media outlet. So here's the BBC. If you can't use the, hey, it's a threat, you're all going to die, you're all going to die if you show up at this rally. If that doesn't work, we definitely have to go to the race issue. Identity politics is the only way to stop this now. Accuse everybody of... Of, of derogatory racial overtones, destructive racial uh, animus. Here we go. BBC, Trump in Tulsa. City faces up to violent past ahead of their rally. Now, listen, to be clear, because again, we do facts on the show and the truth matters. And we can use sarcasm. This is serious. Tulsa does have a historical moment, the destruction of Black Wall Street, as they call it in Tulsa, which was candidly one of the most disturbing and underreported historical events in American, American history. I mean, what happened there was grotesque. Just the wiping out of one of the most prosperous, largely black areas in the United States. The wipe and the imprisonment of people. It's a horrible story. But ladies and gentlemen, the United States over its history, we've had a sordid history with race and a lot of areas of the country have had, had issues. I don't understand. What are you suggesting? So any area that's had an issue involving race in the past, including areas in the South. We're not supposed to hold any kind of political rallies for an election because of what happened, you know, decades ago. I'm not getting the connection. Well, the media wants to make a connection again, because what's the real, what's the subtext here? Well, if the, this is dangerous, isn't going to work and you're all going to die. Hasn't scared people away. Well, how do we know they haven't scared people away? Because, ladies and gentlemen, they've got a million RSVPs for this event in Tulsa. A million. A million. Even when I was running for Congress, and we were one of the, the hottest races in the country, the most people I think we ever had at an event was like a 1,000. Do you know what it's like to get a million RSVPs to an event? So clearly, the you're going to die, this is dangerous, didn't work. So now they have to pull out this event, Joe. Subtext here. Get ready. This event is racially insensitive because there was this destructive, horrible event in Tulsa years and years ago. It's all they've got. It's all they've got. They don't have anything else. Nothing they're doing is working. Let's go to another one. Here's Time Magazine. Again, got to go back to the toolbox. Identity politics. It's the tried and true. 
As Trump comes to Tulsa, teachers grapple with how to talk to students about the city's 1921 race massacre. Listen, there's nothing wrong with the matter of fact, this, uh, you know, learning from our history is important. I'm not a leftist. I don't want to destroy our history, good or bad. That's a leftist thing. Wiping out our history. A country with no history isn't a country at all. They only want to talk about the flowery stuff. They don't want to learn from the bad stuff. Good for Tulsa teachers. You want to talk about the 1921 massacre on Black Wall Street in Tulsa? That's great. I mean that. Good. If we don't learn from our history, we're, as you've heard a thousand times, sadly, many of us would be destined to repeat it. But I don't understand. We've known about the 1921 massacre since 1921. So now President Trump's showing up, and all of a sudden, there's this new connection has to be made between President Trump and the Tulsa massacre? Why? Again, learn to read the subtext of the destructive media. I got a story later I'll show you, too, how they will not stop until the country is at war with each other. They won't stop. They will not stop. The subtext, again, is Trump is really insensitive because we had this incident in 1921 for coming here. There's nothing that that's the subtext. If it was anyone else, this would have never, ever come up. Anyone else on the Democrat side or Republican. Yeah, of course they would, because that's what they do. Okay. So if it's dangerous and you're going to die, doesn't work. And identity politics and accusing Trump of being an insensitive racist doesn't work. Well, then they're going to go to heckler's veto, which is their old tried and true public safety tactic, which they're trying to do now. The mayor of Oklahoma, of, of Tulsa, Oklahoma, has just declared a curfew, stating it's a public safety threat. Fox News. These articles will all be up in the show notes, Bongino.com slash newsletter, by the way. Tulsa mayor declares civil emergency ahead of Trump rally. Stragglers face arrest. Now, the Tulsa mayor is a Republican but is under tremendous pressure right now, again, to make sure this thing does not go off. So if you were waiting online for this event, which I can only imagine happened because a million people RSVP'd, now you're going to have to go home and lose your place in line. You can thank your Republican mayor there of Tulsa, who is, again, succumbing to pressure here from the left because they have to shut this thing down. Let's look at this snippet from the Fox News piece to show you what the, the heckler's veto, how it works. I have received information, the mayor said, from the Tulsa PD and other law enforcement agencies that shows that individuals from organized groups, Joe, who've been involved in destructive and violent behavior in other states are planning to travel to Tulsa to cause unrest around the rally. Okay, so get your police department out there and shut it down. That's the job, right? Public safety? Yeah. So you shut the rally down and the people on the line at the rallies by declaring a curfew instead? So you punish the peaceful people out there to rally and assemble, you know, like the Constitution thing, assemble, petition, assemble. I'm not sure, Oklahoma, I don't know if they know anything about that. The Tulsa, I'm not really sure if he's heard of that thing. Constitution, First Amendment. Thing. So shut them down, send them home. But yes, let the violent anarchists flow right into the city and do what they need to do. Brilliant plan. Well, well done. Well done. Idiots. Gosh, we're dealing with morons. All right, why are they doing this? All right, I'm going to go through a number of reasons why these rallies are such a potent weapon and why the media is terrified. Let me just get to my second sponsor. We got a loaded show today. I appreciate it. it may go a little bit over because it's really a busy news making. Today's show also brought to you by our friends 
At Tommy John. We love Tommy John's. All we wear in this house. You want to know the secrets thing? Sweat free this summer. Tommy John's ultra breathable underwear and bras. They have a range of summer ready breathable options, but their cool cotton underwear for men and women is like having your own on body AC. Tommy John's cool cotton is made from premium natural Pima cotton for enhanced airflow. It evaporates sweat super fast, keeping you drier, cooler, and more comfortable than regular cotton. If you want to add some chill to your cheeks when summer heats up, Choose Tommy John Cool Cotton Underwear. I've been wearing these way, way before they were a sponsor. Here's the only problem with Tommy John. It's the only underwear you're going to wear. So what you're going to do is you're going to wear them. You're going to throw them in the wash. You're going to wash them, and you're going to wear them again. You're going to throw them in the wash. And, and they constantly make it to the top of your underwear drawer, and you never touch the other underwear after that. I promise that's what's going to happen. All of Tommy John's layers are built for next-level comfort. Whether you're on the hunt for lounge pants, lazy day joggers, or the softest Zoom-ready tees and polos you've ever worn. They got you covered. Upgrade to Tommy John today with enhanced designs that are super breathable and comfortable. Tommy John's so confident in their underwear. If you don't love your first pair, you get a full refund with the best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guaranteed. Tommy John, no adjustment needed. Go pick these up today. Pick up some for your dad too for Father's Day. For a limited time, go to Tommy John. So the only time they'll get underwear, he'll be like, yes. For a limited time, go to TommyJohn.com slash Dan to get 20% off site-wide. That's TommyJohn.com slash Dan, 20% off site-wide. TommyJohn.com slash Dan Seasite for details. All right. So here's why they want to stop these rallies, ladies and gentlemen, these Trump rallies. Number one, the president feeds off the energy. He does. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how to say this, but I sounded like a pretentious jerk. So I'm, I'm going to uh, try to massage it a little bit. But having some access to the president's inner circle of people, you get a different take on the administration than what the media does. Because the media's sources are all, I'm telling you, they're all garbage. Whenever you read a story in the New York Times, anonymous sources say, I can almost guarantee you it's always nonsense. I have actual real sources, people who deal and talk with the president. One of them I have on my interview show this weekend, Scott Turner, who is, works in the White House now with the president. He's on with Kira Davis. He gives a unique input into how the president thinks. They will tell you in mass, all of them, Real sources, the president absolutely feeds off the energy in the crowds. He does. It energizes him. It's almost like a, one of those, you know, those power, you know, in a video game, uh, when you do those like uh, shooter video games and you shoot the box and you get energies and yeah. energy and life and stuff and it, it goes up. That's a, in a rally. Like the energy levels down, down, down. You're playing like Halo or whatever. And boom, all of a sudden you get the energy box. They know it. They don't want him energized. They want him stuck in the Oval Office where, candidly, he's miserable. It's not miserable because he's the president. He's miserable because the president likes being around people. If you've ever met the president, many of you have. Some of you met him at rallies. Some of you have seen him at rallies. You understand he has to be around people. His very life essence depends on it. I'm serious. He loves these. He feeds off the energy. It 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 gives him a new life and, and and a new vigor for the campaign. He craves it. The media doesn't want that. They need him shut down and silenced, unenergetic, lethargic in the White House, lounging in the chair. Hopefully, like eating a bowl of Cheetos and not doing anything. They don't want him energized at all. They don't want him out there with an espresso out in the crowd, giving his speeches, energizing him, because that's what he does. They hate it. They want him sitting back in the Oval, eating his dindins and not doing anything. I'm not kidding. They're terrified he's going to start showing up in your town, 
getting a million people to RSVP and energize the country again. Hence the toolbox. It's dangerous. You're going to die. You're a racist. The mobs are coming in. They, it's going to get worse. By the way, expect a series of studies after the Tulsa rally. Studies, air quotes. Joe, studies. Yes. You know, science. Science. Dreaded air quotes yeah. here. Expect a series of very scientific studies after Tulsa, Joe, yes, showing that President Trump killed people at the rally. Guaranteed. Oh. Paula yeah. Market. Because when it happens, we're going to show it. on. The, there will be a ton of articles. I guarantee. I'm, ignore them. They're not real. It's all nonsense. You are going to see President Trump definitely killed this lady at the Tulsa rally. Paula, remind me, can you please take a note on that? You will see when I show the story. What's the date? What is the date today? Today is June 19th. Juneteenth, by the way. All right. I'm sorry, folks. I had a, I lost, this is one of the few times in the show I had to lose track because we had like a technical malfunction behind me. So I'm going to cut back in and it's going to be the weirdest cut ever for the show, but that's how it's going to go down. So POTUS feeds off, the president feeds off the energy. It's really important. Okay. Number two, why do they want to stop it? Because it creates a local news monopoly. When the president shows up in your town with Air Force One and he shows up at the airport, you get a number of hits. Let me explain to you behind the scenes how this stuff works from my prior line of work. Haven't worked in the White House for a Republican and Democrat administration. What they do, the press pool that travels with the president, they have these P press passes. They go everywhere with the president. Well, almost everywhere, right? What happens on the ground is the press pen where they keep the press. You know, for that shot, the president gets off Air Force One. How do they get that shot? Because they're in the press pen on a riser, an actual elevated platform to get that photo that's broadcast everywhere in Oklahoma. It creates a local news monopoly. But what they do in the press pen is the D.C. media, which hates the president, the press pool, hate him. They can't stand him. Local media outlets get what's called a PL pass, press local. They get to sit in the pool. That local coverage is usually not, the president's a racist, he hates you, he's a moron, we can't stand because they're not in the D.C. bubble. A lot of the local press are actually very fair. They're not interested in crapping all over the president all day. So not only do you create a local news monopoly where you are the story in all of Oklahoma during a rally, again, this is why the media is terrified. Not only you create a local news monopoly, but you create actual fair media coverage. A lot of people still watch their local news. I need to watch it more. We don't watch it enough. You'll get relatively fair coverage most of the time, not all the time. That drives the media crazy. They want to control the message, not you. They want Jim Acosta telling you about the rally. But again, remember that. I'm telling you, mark the date, June 19th. Mark the date. That's where we were before. You will see these stories afterwards. I guarantee you that the president killed people at the rally. Okay, another reason. They don't want the contrast. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what the foil effect is? A foil, right? You put a diamond on a black background. Why don't you put it on a white background? Because the luster and shine of the diamond is more pronounced against a dark background. Creates contrast. We as human beings, our neural network picks up contrast. It's not easy to detect movement in a crowd. It is easy, however, to detect movement if you're looking out in a desert on a flat plane because the movement's contrasted against nothing else moving. When something's moving against other moving objects, it's still moving the same way, but you don't see it as easily because there's no contrast. The contrast of President Trump 
packing an arena with dedicated supporters versus Joe Biden at a picnic table in his backyard with five or six people, ladies and gentlemen, is devastating. The media can't avoid that. They're going to have to run the pictures. You understand that? They have to. So you have Joe Biden in his basement with four or five people eating turkey sandwiches. Hey, fellas, what do you think of my basement? Here's a picture of me with Barack. You see that one? Look at that. Here's a picture of me with Barack again. Here's a picture. That's all he's got. Picnic table, four or five people showing him legacy photos in his man cave of his time with Barack Obama. He doesn't have anything. Joe Biden, we turn out more people at a book signing than Joe Biden turns out his presidential rallies. By the way, that's not a joke. We had 800 people in the villages on our last book in Florida. I think that's more than most Biden rallies. They can't. She's laughing, but it's true. She knows it. Paula. The contrast is devastating. The media can't have those pictures. They don't want that. So the liberal media activists, again, back to the toolbox. All of the tools. It's dangerous. You're a racist. Mobs are descending. Mobs are descending on Tulsa. Here's an important one. Sorry, it's a long segment, but it's critical. We got an election coming up. Data mining. Data's expensive, folks, really expensive, like super expensive. To go get voter data is expensive. You have to pay for, if you run for office, you know this, I have. For me to get, first, why do you want data? Because you want to know who votes. When I ran in, in uh, Maryland, statewide, Maryland has uh, you know got millions of people, but those millions of people don't vote. Maybe half of them do in an election, maybe a quarter in other elections. You don't want to waste campaign money sending flyers and commercials over TV to people who don't care and aren't going to vote. It's a waste of time. Well, Joe, as the audience referee here. Yes, sir. You're with me, right? After, yes, yes he is. He's here. After It's actually it was a TV malfunction behind me. Some of you oh. may have caught it quick if Paula doesn't edit it right. Some of you may not have. But. It's super, super expensive mm-hmm. for you to try to reach people that don't vote. It's exp- And it's a waste of your campaign assets. You want to send targeted mailers to people who actually vote. You know what it... I'm speaking, by the way, in mm-hmm. front of Congress again today at noon, if those of you are interested. Here's my speech next to me. Uh, I'd give you a preview, but I'm not sure I'm allowed... So that's what this paper I was going to grab for. I was going to put it up, realize it was my speech and I can't do it. But if you send a mailer out the size of like an eight by 12, that's expensive. An eight by 11 piece of paper. That's super expensive. Now, Joe, let me ask you a question. Yeah, Sorry, man. I get a little. Do you think the people showing up at a Trump rally in the middle of the Wuhan virus, do you think mm-hmm. they're going to vote? I'm just not a trick. Just a quick question. Well, Dan, I'd say they're probably likely voters. In his best Friday game show voice, Joe. Yes, you'd be correct. Thanks, Wink. Thanks, Wink. <laughs> we need like uh, Vanna White to turn letters in the background. Oh, Thanks, yeah. Wink, with a little sign. Yes, of course they're going to vote. As I said to you, if you want the president to win, I know many of you are concerned about your data. Understood. I get it. That's why I'm involved in a number of different projects now. Having said that, if you're serious about the president winning, give them your data. Don't, I don't mean give them your bank account, your social security number. 
Give them your cell phone and give them your email. If you want them to win. If you don't, then don't. Because then they're going to pay to get it anyway. So you might as well give it to them if you want to vote and you're serious about the If Again, if you're not, and listen, I'll say that for any candidate, Democrat, Republican, whatever. If you're serious, you got to give up your data. They want to contact you. Democracy matters. It's expensive. Do you understand the data mining that goes on at these events? How many people show up where you, you know, they give their data, their email. Do you know the value in that? The media is panicked. They don't want to hear about any of it. All right. Well, two more quick ones. It's new volunteers. Ladies and gentlemen, volunteers matter. You got to have poll workers. You got to have door knockers. You got to have sign waivers. Well, what better pool of new volunteers than a million people who just RSVP'd to show up at a Trump rally? No better pool than that. And finally, new donors. Folks, I don't make a lot of campaign donations just because of my new connection to news and things like that. But I made one the other day, a pretty substantial one. It's You can check it out yourself. It'll be in the FEC. It's not a secret. Um, but you got to donate. I know times are tough. I get it. But money matters. And anyone who tells you money doesn't matter in politics, candidly, is lying to you. I'm, they're just lying. I'm not telling you who to donate to. I'm not advocating on behalf of any specific campaign. I'm just suggesting to you, if you support a candidate, whatever party you do, money matters. And even if it's 10 bucks, it makes a huge difference. And what better pool for new donors than a Trump rally where you can get people's information and ask them if you'd be willing to financially support the campaign. That's why the media toolbox is out. They must stop this thing. But they won't. I'm begging the president's team, plow straight ahead. Just ignore them. These are not serious people. Don't treat them as such. All right, moving on, because we got a lot more to get to, including just a killer video next of John Bolton basically admitting, yeah, of course I'd lie if I thought I was protecting national security. Seriously, it's his words, not mine. Today's show also brought to my friends at We the People Holsters. Listen, if the COVID warning wasn't enough, the last two weeks have reminded us all why there's a Second Amendment. If the left succeeds in defunding the police, there may not be anyone there, God forbid, to help in an emergency. That's why you need to be properly trained and to carry a firearm with a We the People holster. Starting at just $39, We the People holsters are custom designed to fit your firearm perfectly. They're made right here in America, not Chaz or anywhere else. They are custom made, precision molded to your specific firearm. You insert the firearm and you get that click to know what's in there. It's not one of those crappy inside the waistband, one size fits all garbage holsters where God forbid you, you know, you're in a foot pursuit, you're moving or someone tackles you, the firearms all over the place. Not We the People. Precision molded to your farm for that nice, tight fit in there. Their proprietary clip design also allows you to adjust the cant and the ride of the holster so it's not rubbing up against that bone inside your hip. I hate that. You can adjust this for comfort, not like those other ones. Support American companies. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan to get yours. Every holster ships free. Comes with a lifetime guarantee. Get an additional $10 off if you use offer code Dan. Satisfaction's guaranteed. If it's not a perfect fit, send it back for a total refund. WeThePeopleHolsters.com slash Dan. That's WeThePeopleHolsters.com slash Dan. Go check them out today. Some of the best holsters in the business. We love them. Okay. So, you know, I discussed Bolton yesterday. John Bolton, who put a book out, you know, what happened in the room, whatever. I don't even care about what the title is. And I found it kind of ironic that a lot of the conversations were uh, John Bolton not being in the room, but being is getting the information from someone else who alleges they were in the room. Just fascinating. 
I should just write a book. You know, I thought about this yesterday, right? <laughs> I'm sitting there, I'm um, in the shower after, and yeah. I'm like, I do a lot of thinking in the shower. You know, I was sitting there in the warm water, my arthritis and everything makes me feel a little better. And I'm thinking, you know, I was in the Obama White House. I know some stuff. Maybe I should just write a book too and write in the room. Maybe, I remember, I don't have to be in the room. According to Bolton, you just have to like know someone who says he was in the room. Maybe I should too. Not hmm. my kind of bag of donuts, but John Bolton doesn't really care because John Bolton is a, a grifter. And John Bolton, the, you know, John Bolton was in his 70s. He doesn't care anymore. He's trying to cash out, do his thing. So um, I don't believe Bolton. I'll say that right now. Uh, I don't believe anything John Bolton says. But here's John Bolton in a, an older Fox clip with Judge Napolitano saying that, yeah, he's perfectly willing to lie if he thinks he's protecting national security. And before we play the clip, I'll ask you the question. Does John Bolton hate Trump so much and his foreign policy decisions that he thinks he's protecting national security now? Check out this cut. I want to make the case for secrecy in government when it comes to the conduct of national security affairs and, and possibly for deception where that's appropriate. You know, Winston Churchill said during World War II that in wartime, truth is so important it should be surrounded by a bodyguard of lies. Do you really believe that? Absolutely. You you would lie in order to preserve the truth. If, if I had to say something I knew was false to protect American national security, I would do it. Uh, not my words, Johnny B himself, Johnny Bag of Donuts. So again, I ask you, he seemed to be upset that President Trump wasn't willing to bomb Iran and, you know, every other country on earth and other earths and other universes. You believe in string theory, other, other universes. He wants to go outside the Milky Way, cosmic level bombing of everyone. Bomb everyone all the time. Why stop in the Milky Way? Let's go on to other constellations and... Let's bomb comets and planets and moons and suns and start bomb everything. All of them. Let's mine rare earth minerals from comets to get the weapons to bomb the comets. After <laughs> The guy wants to bomb everyone. Trump doesn't want to bomb everybody all the time. Matter of fact, stop the bombing a raid on Iran at the last minute, which pissed off John Bolton. So again, I say to you, is Bolton think he's protecting national security now by making up stories to damage Trump right before the election? It's a fair question, is it not? He just said it. Again, it's not my words. It's his words. Fair question. All right, moving on. We've covered him for the last two days. I'm done with this guy. All right, as I said to you before, the media is just not going to stop during the Trump administration. By, by the way, if a Democrat, like if Biden gets in office, this inciting of racial animus in the country will stop. Will stop nationally because then it'll have to be blamed on Biden. And they won't do that. Unless they can blame it on a Republican. But it won't stop while President Trump is in office. The media will not stop until racial animus is at its peak. That's their only goal. It's just disgusting and gross. You don't believe me? Look at this CBS headline. You read this headline, Joe. You're any sane person's like, oh my gosh, that's really horrible. This is an actual headline. We didn't doctor this. CBS News. Deputies kill half-brother of a black man found hanged in a park after they say he opened fire? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, seriously, you read that, you're like, whoa. Yes, yeah. Man, that's really awful. That's just terrible. And you're like, gosh, that's the racial connotations there are just unbelievable. And then you get to the story and you read that the headline is just a little bit different than what actually happened. Detectives with the sheriff's major crimes unit, by the way, you have to read down before you get past the headline. We're tracking a man who was wanted for kidnapping, spousal assault, 
assault with a deadly weapon. But when they tried to stop his car, he opened the door and began shooting, authorities said. Um, context, maybe, folks. But context, of course, is lost when you're CBS and you want to make sure there's racial overtones to everything. Just reading their own story. Oh my gosh, it's horrifying. Okay, because it's Friday and I don't want to leave any information. And my daughter has a surf competition today. <laughs> so my wife, everybody wish her well. My daughter, Amelia, she's going to be a, uh, she's going to be a surfer, I think. She likes it. So Paula's <laughs> got to jet out to that today. Dude. So we had to record yeah. a little early. Hence <laughs> yeah. the show. Going. And I have to test it. I got this thing. I got to testify in front of Congress too at noon. Jeez. So that'll be interesting too. Back again for them. Uh, but this is an important story. The DACA ruling yesterday, the Supreme Court. Wall Street Journal has some of the best coverage I've seen on it yet. Yeah, and Wall Street Journal's, you know, they're iffy on the immigration issue, but their story at the end the, uh, by the editorial board is spot on. Uh, headline, on DACA, Obama can, but Trump can't? The Supreme Court endorses a double regulatory standard. So what really happened yesterday with the DACA ruling, and now John Roberts, forget John Roberts, he's a full liberal now. He's at the swing vote. Stop calling John Roberts a swing vote. He's a liberal. But he was appointed by Bush. It doesn't matter. He's a full-blown lib now. He's a full-blown liberal. He's not a swing vote. So they voted yesterday that uh, President Obama's DACA ruling, the Deferred Arrivals and Childhood Am Deferred Amnesty, Childhood Arrivals, you know the program with kids who came here 16 or younger with their parents but were in the country illegally, they would actually be issued uh, paperwork to stay in the United States and totally breaking our immigration laws. Obama himself has admitted he can't do this. In video, it's been all over the news. You've heard I play it today, but we're short on time. Obama admitted he can't do this. He can't create new categories of, 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 of rights that don't exist legally. But he did it anyway. He didn't follow any of the guidelines. He just said, no, if you come here illegally, this is the essence of it, and you meet these criteria I set, I've now created a new class of U.S. residents. That's what Obama did. Totally against the law. He even admitted it. Case goes all the way to Supreme Court. John Roberts says, listen, Remember, liberal John Roberts, I don't ever mention this guy in the word conservative again, says in a 5-4 ruling, well, even though Obama really can't do that and it's not legal, Trump can't undo it unless he follows the rules. This is the perfect time for the gavel. So here's Roberts. I'm a moron. Case is closed. What? Alito, Thomas, they were like, you know, actual conservative justices who believe in that thing. That, you know, the Constitution, I know it's crazy. Supreme Court justices haven't understand the Constitution at all. Alito and Thomas are like, wait, let me get this straight. So you're admitting Obama instituting DACA and creating this new class of American residents who don't have to follow the law is totally illegal. But when President Trump recognizes the illegality and stops it, he can't because he has to follow the legal process to make illegality non-legal legal. Everybody was like scratching their heads like, huh? Here's a couple of screenshots from the Wall Street Journal who sums it up beautifully, pretty much. Justice Roberts joined the four. I love this. Join the four liberals. He is a liberal. Let me rephrase that. This is not the Chief Justice Roberts, along with his liberal pals. Now back to the journal because I don't want to misquote the Wall Street Journal, but I'm adding that as he so often has, in ruling that the Trump administration hadn't properly followed the Administrative Procedures Act. 
In other words, the Trump administration didn't follow the rules when calling out illegality. The court remanded the rescission back to DHS to rewrite with a formal rulemaking with notice and comment period. Hold that up there a second. So <laughs> let me get this straight, they say. So the president didn't follow the rules that Obama didn't follow, but what Obama did was clearly illegal. So the president has to go back and follow the rules. They go on, they say, this may seem routine, but the problem's this. The Obama administration never followed the rules either when it issued DACA in 2012. DACA was never tested in court, but the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals in 2015 issued an injunction against the companion order to DACA. The Supreme Court upheld that injunction, and the Trump administration had every reason to believe DACA was thus illegal too. <laughs> the court system rules a companion to DACA is illegal. Justice Roberts acknowledges that the Obama administration did not follow the rules when instituting the illegal DACA program and says, no, we can't stop it, though, because the Trump administration, when they're trying to stop the illegality we've recognized as illegal and said is illegal, unless they follow legal rulemaking that the Obama administration didn't follow when they made the rule. If this thing was like, I do a Dracula impale myself moment right now. This is the only way to save yourself from the stupidity. Ah, the stake to the heart. There's no other way to kill the stupid at this point. This is unbelievable. What are we talking about? We live in like bizarro Superman land where everything's upside down. I, as I always say, we live in the sign. Remember the Seinfeld episode? George does everything backwards. Mm -hmm. Everything. Curses out his boss. He gets a promotion. This is what's happening. Roberts joins, joins the liberals. That's hilarious. John Roberts is more liberal than the liberals. I think Sonia Sotomayor is more of a conservative than John Roberts. He should step down like yesterday. There's more from the journal piece. Believe it or not, this actually gets worse. I know it's hard to believe. It does. You're like, Roberts is an even bigger disappointment? Of course. The practical consequence of this ruling is that a president, ah, this is the good part. This is the good. There is it. You, you just said it got worse. It does. But out of, it's always darkest right before dawn to be very dramatic and quote terrible songs. The practical, practical consequence of the ruling is that a president can create an unlawful policy without legislation from Congress. But, Joseph, a future president cannot lawfully undo it now without first jumping through regulatory hoops that can take years. Oh, well, what's the consequence of that, folks? Well, this is an invitation for executive mischief, especially by presidents at the end of their terms. They'll issue executive orders that will invite years of legal challenges if the next president reverses him. Oh, <sighs> Johnny Roberts didn't think of that one, did he? The ruling is in. John Roberts is not too bright. <laughs> he didn't. You get where they were going with this, right? Yeah. yeah. So now, if you can institute an executive order like Obama did, DACA, these kids get to stay here even though they didn't follow the rules. I'm not arguing the merits or non-merits of it. I'm talking about the process. Obama acknowledged himself he can't do that, but he did it anyway. Illegally created a new class of American residents. Totally illegal. As acknowledged by the courts and Obama himself. So Obama breaks the rules, does something he can't do. The courts are now saying, no, no, you can't immediately undo that illegality, that unauthorized activity, unless you pitch it through the courts. 
and you do it exactly by the rulemaking process, which takes forever to undo. So Johnny Robbs didn't think of this one, did he? Well, I got a great idea. I know what you'll say. You're like, Dan, we have to be, you know, on the upside of this. We have to, do, ah, I'm not thinking, take that somewhere else. New rules, folks, are in effect. The left wants to play by a new set of rules. We can play by them too. So the new set of rules are just announce a bunch of executive orders you have no authority to do. Announce them anyway and let the next presidential administration sue. And for two or three years, they can work it through the courts. Okay, let's do that too. New rules, right? That's the rules we're playing by. That's, that's, that's it, right? That's the, so we're supposed to be like, no, we need to be the morally upstanding. We need to be higher on the moral totem pole. We do. Why? Why exactly do we need to? So we're supposed to let the country dissipate and collapse into legislative anarchy, where we have an effective monarch now when you're a Democrat. So Obama's a monarch. He can do whatever he wants. Trump can't legally undo it. And we're supposed to let this continue. So Joe Biden can what? Next, come in and just say executive order. All guns are banned. Never hold up in court. But it doesn't matter, Joe. It'll take three years before it goes away. If and if a Republican president gets elected next and rescinds it, if we're lucky enough. So if those are the rules, let's take those rules and make the Democrats eat those rules themselves. My suggestion, if we're going to do this, and this is John Roberts' new policy, you know, John, John, big law and order guy, John Roberts, right? Conservative, constructionist. I suggest the president issue a bunch of new executive orders. I would suggest one on uh, national reciprocity for carrying your firearm. Just do it. For, you don't, who needs a legislator? John Roberts just said it. You don't need just issue executive order. They'll figure it out later. Don't worry about it. Well, that's a good one, right, Joe? Reciprocity? I mean, yeah. why should Florida residents have to be subjected to New York, New yeah. York's uh, anti-firearm, anti-Second Amendment laws? Why? Why? I mean, we're citizens of the United States. That's right. Just issue that one. So that'd be, I, mean, I should write these down. That's yeah. actually a good idea. Reciprocity. Because <laughs> I may forget, I may suggest this to the Trump administration. What do you number two? Uh, folks, I'm actually thinking this out on the air. If you have suggestions, email us. I'm happy to hear Reciprocity. Let's do another one. Executive order number two. Let's cut the top tax rate to 20%. Dan, you can't do that. You need... Con no, we can! Roberts just said we can. He said, don't worry. The courts will figure it out later. Don't worry. Roberts will figure it out. So, reciprocity. I got another one. Three. I'm, I'm seriously writing this down. Not a joke. Obamacare. Repeal Obamacare by executive order. Dan, you can't do that. It's a law. There are no laws anymore. We have a monarch. Obama. Monarch. Executive order. Then you have to go through the process later. Don't worry about that. Lost them. Forget it. Repeal Obamacare. What else? What? Ah, ah, here we go. National school choice for every state. I'm to, Mr. Trump, if you're listening, I know sometimes your staff watches my show. Can we do these executive? Can we line them up? Tee them up right now. Tee them up today. Yeah. National school choice everywhere. Like, Joe, don't worry. It's going to take five years to work its way through the course. By that time, these kids will already be in schools. Right. So don't even worry about it. And they'll actually be learning something. Any suggest, Paula, any suggestions on this one? Anyone, anyone in the audience, any more suggestions? Okay, make firearms. Oh, 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 five, last one. I'm a pro-lifer, always have been. Conception to natural death. Definitely national pro-life legislation. This is 100%. It's not even, it's an executive order, but again, we don't need legislation. John Roberts said so. So yeah. pro, national advocacy on behalf, of, we can do a bunch of things. Get rid of Planned Parenthood, federal funding, all that. Executive, just do it. Executive order. We don't legislation, forget all that stuff. What do you think, Joe? You like my new proposal? Hey, yeah, I think it's cool. 
I love it. Pretty. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> Folks, new rules, babe. As Joe would say, babe, new rules. You want to play by these new rules? John Roberts's new rules are, hey, executive orders, no matter how illegal, you still can't undo them unless you work your way through the whole court system, which could take years. Okay, we can play by those rules too. Folks, I'm not kidding. I'm not joking. Roberts just said it. It's all cool. You know, what the kids say, cool, 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 cool. It's all cool now. We should do it too. Of course, the country will collapse and fall apart, but that doesn't, you know, the courts. What does John Roberts care about any of that stuff? All right, final sponsor. And then what else we got? I got a lot more lined up here. Should we get to the DMP stuff? Oh, 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 the Twitter war heating up. All right, let me get to this last sponsor there. Today's show brought to you by friends at Ashford. Listen, dreams, we all have them. The small ones are easy to talk about. The big ones, the ones we really want, not so much. Sometimes if we say them out loud, we think maybe they have no chance of coming true. Well, I say when it comes to your future, dream big, dream huge. I'm reminded of the BHAG. You know what the BHAG is? If you went to business school, you know what the BHAG is. The big, hairy, audacious goal. It's a real thing. I'm not kidding. The bigger, the better. Dream big. And the dream of a better tomorrow starts with a degree from Ashford University. Ashford University's online bachelor's and master's degree programs allow you to learn a convenient and flexible schedule. At Ashford, expert faculty teaches you real-world skills from real-world experience in online classes built for life's twists and turns. You can learn from home or wherever you feel comfortable. You can pursue a degree in one of Ashford's 60-plus programs like business administration, healthcare administration, and psychology. With 24-7 access to your classroom, daily support, and financial aid available, Ashford gives you the tools you need to help make your dreams a reality. Dream big. Your tomorrow starts today at Ashford University. There's no fee to apply or standardized testing required to enroll. Go to ashford.edu slash Bongino. That's Ashford, A-S-H-F-O-R-D dot E-D-U slash Bongino, ashford.edu slash Bongino. Not all programs are available in all states. Go check them out. All right. Uh, boy, this has been such a loaded show, but uh, we're going to end with a, and with a bang today. So Twitter now is just all in on, I'm not kidding. They're all in on uh, President Trump losing this election. They've given up any pretense of objectivity whatsoever. They just don't care. Uh, again, I have a financial stake in their now hot competitor, Parler. Uh, so I appreciate everyone who joined up. I, it's only fair to disclose that. Having said that, my war against Twitter is nothing new. Uh, you guys have known about this for probably four or five years now where I've been talking about it. Story in the Washington Examiner up in the show notes today. Twitter escalates their crackdown on Trump tweets by labeling a video they put up as, quote, manipulated. Here's the backstory. Uh, President Trump tweeted out a video from our, uh, our friend Logan. Uh, he put out a video of, there were these two young kids, one's black, one's white. And in the beginning, they show you some footage of the young black child who's running and the young white child is running after him. So they, the way Logan spliced it, it's like, look, you know, racism in kids, like a CNN story, it's meant to be a parody. What really happened is the two kids were hugging when you show the, see the video afterwards, were hugging and then they started chasing each other. So it's meant to be kind of a takeoff on CNN's fake news. Well, the president retweeted it. All of a sudden, meanwhile, there are videos like that all all over Twitter, including manipulated commercials now trying to make people believe the president said things at that uh, incident in um, uh, that the, uh, the incident years ago that he didn't say. But those aren't labeled manipulated. 
It's only President Trump's videos. Why are they doing this? Folks, I'm telling you, I know this. Twitter has given up completely on any air of being objective. They are all in on taking the president's team down. All of them. They are assuming he's not going to get elected again. They're assuming they're going to have protection from the Democrats. It's over. The only solution, again, the only solution for them now is to just make them irrelevant. Join us over at Parler. Again, my skin's in the game now. Please. We're at the forefront of this fight. We've had about enough of this stuff. It's just ridiculous. All right, enough on that. I don't want to beat that up. Should I do this heritage thing? What? China, you like that story? All right, I'll, I'll leave it up. No, I'll let Paula make the decision. I had a Catherine Herridge tweet. I'll get to it next week. I have some, it's an interesting update. People are finally catching on to the Spygate story and the central role of Halper, but I'll have to get that on Monday. All right, last story of the day, because I've been hearing about this for years and it kind of freaked out Paula this morning. So I'm going to go order some more uh, of my uh, emergency food today. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Story of the Washington Sand. Please read this. It's in the show notes. Seriously. Again, Bongino.com slash newsletter for the show notes, or you can just go to the Examiner Direct by our good friend, Paul Bedard. Really troubling story. China develops weapons to fry the U.S. electric grid and eyes a high-tech Pearl Harbor-like attack. Folks, this is a really... I hate to leave you on a Friday with this, but it's if we prepare and we're aware of what's going on and I don't want to get anybody scared, then it won't be the catastrophe China wants it to be. If we don't, it'll be apocalyptic. I have been warned about an EMP attack on the United States for years. It's an electromagnetic pulse attack. The way they would do it, these foreign countries, which you can read in the article, everybody knows that it's not some kind of a trade secret for our enemies, is to detonate a nuclear device atmospherically, which would essentially fry our electric grid. Fry it. Can you imagine, just for a moment, imagine life with no electric? It would fry the transformers, fry your circuits, fry your house, car batteries, you name it, you'd be finished. If it doesn't have some kind of a, what is it, a Faraday cage around it, yeah. Good any, everything would be fried. Everything would be. That was interesting. You, Joe's a little jumped the gun on that. Joe jumped the gun on the good day, sir. I'm sorry, sir. I heard that. That's okay. You can leave it in because I don't want to make too many edits. It's fine. Sometimes this stuff happens during the show. But if you don't put a Faraday cage around Joe's hand, he will jump the gun on the good day, sir, on Friday. Just like if you don't put them around our transformers. Now, what's the problem, folks? Obviously, not having electricity would mean, Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. no refrigeration, right? Right. Uh, thank you, which would probably mean no food for a lot of people, which would probably result in just a few weeks in a number of deaths probably in the millions <sighs> not kidding i have been warned about this for paula said to me this morning when i sent her a story she was didn't you tell me about this like 10 years ago there's a guy i'm not going to name him but he was a former reagan administration official i'm friendly with him now but i used to talk to him a lot and he told me this is his single biggest fear it's an atmospheric emp attack because folks we don't have the manufacturing capabilities. The manufacturers wouldn't have electric either, remember? Right. We don't even have the manufacturing capabilities to rebuild the transformers. It could be seriously a decade before the United States had some semblance of a national power grid again. This is not a joke, man. This is a serious story. Now, from the Washington Examiner piece, this is the China, the China's plan here. 
It says, according to a report from the Independent EMP Task Force on National and Homeland Security, China's built a network of satellites, high-speed missiles, and super electromagnetic pulse weapons that can melt down the U.S. electric network, fry critical communications, and stifle aircraft carrier groups. Folks, we'd barely be able to even respond. Now, the good news, again, because it is Friday, President Trump, unlike, I'm not kidding, every prior president, Republican and Democrat, who have largely ignored this problem, President Trump is focused like a laser on it. I'm not kidding. He's got teams working on it. They're working on countermeasures. It's not going to happen overnight. But this is a serious, serious threat. Now, I'll leave you with this because I got to run. But Paul had said to me this morning, why is it that nothing's been done sooner about this known threat? I mean, we wouldn't let anyone threaten us with nuclear weapons without a counterattack plan, but we're letting them threaten our entire civilization's electric grid with no plan? The reason, ladies and gentlemen, I heard, and my you know the email's always open for you to email us, but from the, some, the person I told you about before is the subject matter expert on this, is there's this friction between electric companies and the federal government. Who's going to be responsible for the billions of dollars in investment to fortify the grid? And it's been stifling progress. This is no time for that. This is a clear-cut national security issue. Gosh, if we can spend money on all kinds of other things, we can certainly, if we can spend money on shrimp running on treadmill studies, we can harden up our electric grid. Serious stuff. Read the story, though, up in the show notes. It's definitely worth your time. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. It's been a really great week. I appreciate it. Um, If I may ask a small favor, again, please join Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R. We have to take back our social media world from these tech tyrants. Um, And also, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'll, it'll make more sense later. The subscriptions matter. It's free. It's free. You don't have to do anything. Just go to youtube.com slash Bongino, click subscribe. You'll get a notification when my show goes live. I'll explain more in the coming weeks why the subscriptions are super important for us. We're not some people's favorite out there. So youtube.com slash Bongino. We really appreciate it. Thanks again, folks. See you all on Monday. Now, Joe. Good day, sir. Yes. No Faraday cage for Joe. Thanks again, folks. See you all on Monday. You just heard Dan Bongino.